Welcome to the Pokes Podcast, the official podcast of the College of Arts and Sciences here at Oklahoma State University. I'm Erin Milik, Cast Communications Coordinator. And I'm Carla Gutierrez, Cast Perspective Student Coordinator. Today we're joined by two of our OSU Cast students, Callie Quintero and Adam Shuck. As we prepare to welcome the class of 2027 to campus, Callie and Adam will be sharing their best advice for incoming Cast Cowboys. My name is Callie. I am from Wichita Falls, Texas, um, and I got my degree in December of 2022 in political science and philosophy with an emphasis in pre-law. And I was involved in quite a few different organizations, one being the Oklahoma Intercollegiate Legislature, um, as in the Student Government Association Senate. I was in Greek Life and a couple of different honors organizations, as well as a TA or a teacher's assistant, I'm a tour guide here on campus, and I was in the Honors College and Freshman Research Scholars Program. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have as long as my list. Um, but my name is Adam. I am from Catoosa, Oklahoma. I am majoring in political science, minoring in marketing, and I'll be a junior this next year. Um, I'm also involved in Greek Life, um, a sustainability organization um, that kind of betters Greek Row um, just through cleanup and a lot of other projects to promote recycling. Um, we're also both tour guides, like Callie was saying, but, you know, just kind of anything and everything, you know, that Oklahoma State kind of provides, I'm just willing to get on out there, because why not meet some people? That's great. What do you remember about your freshman year? What are the best memories that you can share with us? Yeah, so only two years ago, but it feels like it was just yesterday, but at the same time, also five years ago. Um, so freshman year was a little bit scary. Of course, I think that's everyone, you know, incoming freshman of 2027, but you know, anyone you're going to talk to here at Oklahoma State, it's definitely one of those things that it's just that what is that unknown? But it's a familiar feeling, you know, at the same time, especially being from Oklahoma. It was nice. It was nice to be like, oh, well, there's a lot of high schoolers here that I went to high school with, people I know in the Tulsa area, Oklahoma City area, whatever it may be. But it was nice to, you know, have that familiar feeling of seeing them on campus, even though sometimes, we'll all be honest, we don't always want to communicate with them, you know, out of high school. But at the same time, it was nice to have that familiar feeling. So it was a little bit different, you know, coming from a small town in Catoosa, you know, in Oklahoma, then coming to Stillwater, which is a little bit larger, and just meeting a lot of different people. So, I mean, I think you probably have a little bit more for stories as well. Yeah, so I was very much the opposite. Um, I'm from Texas, and I'm from a pretty big town in Texas, about 100,000 people. So coming to Stillwater was a lot smaller, about half the size. Um But I remember just coming in and being fully immersed in the community here at Oklahoma State. I really put myself out there and joined a lot of different clubs and organizations because I wanted to get involved. But at first, my freshman year felt a lot like summer camp, and then I got adjusted and school started, and it didn't really feel like summer camp anymore. But um, some of my favorite memories actually came from my residential hall, Stout Hall, with the Honors College. And I just went to Stout Weekly and hung out with the dean of the Honors College and did um, tea and cookies with his wife and their dogs in the Pete's Pet Posse. But most of my favorite memories came from there and just the different hangouts we did throughout the year. I remember during Halloween, we did like an open house type of thing where we could go around and see each other's rooms. And that was really awesome just to see how everybody else decorated and meet some new people where I was living. So I have a question. I guess it's a little bit of a follow up to that. When you're coming out of high school and you're so used to this routine of you wake up, you go to class, and if you're involved in extracurriculars, what was your freshman routine when you first moved to campus? Do you remember that? I had classes every single day of the week. So on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I had classes from like 10.30 to 1.30. So I would just go to class during that time. 
And then also my roommate was in the band and she had practices on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'd typically take a nap. Um, I didn't have a ton of homework my freshman year. So I kind of got to relax, which was a really nice break from high school because I was involved in a lot of stuff in high school as well. So that was a nice little break. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, my classes were a little bit spread out. So in between my classes, I typically do my research work or if I needed to go to office hours or anything like that, I'd typically get that done in my breaks on Tuesday, Thursdays. But my afternoons were pretty clear because I was just, at that point, my first semester, I was just involved in OIL. So I would just have those mandatory meetings on Thursdays. But in the spring, I got involved in Greek life. And that's when I started having meetings every night but I'd always get my homework done before I went to my meetings. Yeah, I would say mine was about the same schedule. So I remember Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think it was 9.30 to like 12.30 and then Tuesday, Thursday is a little bit more hectic. Um, I did make a choice of taking an 8.30 lab on Thursday mornings. So that was a little bit different, you know, kind of not just kind of had to alter my routine a little bit. Um, you know, but I'd kind of try to get up early. I'm a little bit of an early riser. Um, my bedtime doesn't really signify that. But at the same time, you know, just kind of going to class, kind of figuring those things out. And um, I will say, you know, Greek life kept me very busy because I started, you know, freshman year. So the mornings definitely looked as classes, you know, let's go study at the library, let's print some stuff off, try to get that homework done during the day. And then once the afternoons were there, it kind of just depended on the day. Um, you know, it was brotherhood events um, with my fraternity, or it was, you know, time to go hang out at the library, let's reserve a study room, um, homecoming, there's a lot of different facets, you know, there were shows, there were also, you know, night classes that I took later in my freshman year. So it kind of depended on the day. Um, I always like to try and not have any homework on the weekends for me, you know, just kind of be able to enjoy the game day atmosphere, um, you know, also just kind of rejuvenate yourself, you know, maybe go with friends to go hiking or, go somewhere, you know, kind of travel to Oklahoma City or Tulsa since they're so close. So it was a little bit different, you know, day by day for me, but I tried to stick to somewhat of a schedule Monday through Friday and just trying to get that schoolwork done then in between classes at the library or somewhere else, because I tried not to study in my own room. I like to keep that as like a space where it's like, I just, I'm, I'm lazy in that aspect. I'll, I'll say, you know, my own, my own space, my own room. So trying to go somewhere, even if it's just a living room or a study room, library outside trying to study there is a really good thing for me and that was part of my routine see I was very much the opposite with that I was able to study in my room which was really nice so most of the time I was in my room studying um, so I could my bed was lofted so I had my desk under my bed so I didn't really associate studying with sleeping which is a really great tip if yes. you have trouble studying in your room but yeah also on the weekends definitely block out the Saturdays for game days my parents would come up and I'd tailgate with my family which was really fun but also um, I carved out a lot of my time for friends and meeting people so I had people in my room until probably midnight every single day of the week. And we definitely got some noise complaints, but it was definitely worth it for the memories. <laughs> so how would you say that making that adjustment from high school to college and establishing that new routine went for you? I know in high school, you're used to kind of getting up and going to school and being there all day and then going home and or to your extracurriculars from there and um, taking it from there. So how did you kind yeah. of make that adjustment? Um, I think it kind of deals with, I think the two main things for incoming freshmen and even for myself was self-discipline and time management. Um, it's definitely one of those things that it's like so exciting to finally somewhat be on your own. And for some, it is that first time. Um, and just kind of be able to discover yourself, discover, you know, what your time schedule looks like, what it, what it looks like on your work ethic and stuff, you know, of that matter. Um, but kind of understanding that you need to create a schedule that works for you 
sometimes for the others around you, especially with these new friends you're making, you know, sometimes you'll have friends that have class schedules just like yours and are always wanting to hang out as soon as you're out of class or some that in every break that you have, they have class. So kind of just finding that middle ground because you still want to have that social capability here on campus, which, you know, OSU allows for you, but at the same time kind of understanding, okay, I really need to get this work done so I can go, you know, someone's family is coming up. Oh, we can go tailgate with them. They're putting on a whole barbecue, you know, this whole, this whole feast um, for tailgating. So it's just kind of simplifying it to what works for you, but also staying strict with yourself, because if you can get behind, it can cause a lot of different facets of issues, whether it be in the classroom, social life, and other facets maybe in your own home life. Yeah, coming in, I was super nervous about homework loads because I feel like my high school teachers were always like, college is going to be so difficult, like you're not going to have any time to do anything fun, which is so not true (laughs) at all. Like I always found time to hang out with friends, but I was super diligent about making a schedule in high school. So when I had less classes in college and maybe like not a job my first year and like seven different clubs, it was super easy for me to create a schedule in college just because I didn't have all of the workload in the strict schedule that I had in high school. So um, I am also a person that not u- that does not use calendars. So I just kind of remembered everything in my head, which I don't necessarily recommend for your first year. But um, it was just pretty easy for me because I had been so busy in high school that I was used to kind of creating my own schedule and learning how to save time for things. So I would say if you are on top of things in high school, it's going to be a breeze transitioning to college. So Kelly, you mentioned that there's this misconception of like you're going to be full of homework when you're in high school. So you're preparing to come to college. What are other misconceptions that you heard as you were preparing to become a university student? Oh, that my professors were going to be so mean. Mm -hmm. But honestly, my professors were almost nicer than my high school teachers. (laughs) They were super lenient. And I will say that is something I've really loved at Oklahoma State was having professors that would always be there to support me in the classroom. And I really didn't think I was going to find that in college. I thought they were just going to be there in the classroom lecturing and they'd be scary and I'd never want to go to their office hours. But it was very much the opposite. I found myself reaching out to them all the time and they would help me if like I had like for instance if I had a death in the family and I just told them like hey I need to go to a funeral they would be more than willing to work with me on that and they gave extensions for assignments and everything like that so I feel like a lot of college professors have a lot more grace than you're told they do in high school so that's definitely something to look forward to I highly recommend making really good relationships with your professors especially your first year. I totally agree with that especially with high school teachers or, you know, the high school overall morale is like, oh, college is going to be so hard. It's going to be so, you know, they're all mean. They won't take any of these things. There's such a broad type of communication through your professors. You know, you have your Canvas, you have Outlook, you have absolutely everything. And there's in their phone numbers, even even some of them, I've had professors, they put their cell phone on the syllabus. Um, So communication with professors, I think, is really important. And um, I do remember freshman year, I took a geography class. And I thought it was about states and <laughs> worlds and just let everyone know, not the basis of everything. Um, but at the same time, there, there was one test that I just really was not, I was just like, I cannot remember this certain section. I think it was, you know, igneous rocks or something like that. I've, I've kind of blocked it out purposefully. Um, but at the same time, um, I remember I went to my professor's office hours and I was like, hey, like, I just really need to do well on this test. You know, just can make me feel better. I've been worrying about it. And he sat there, I think, with me for maybe an hour and a half, and he created flashcards in front of me, wrote them all the information 
information down himself off the top of his head. So your professors definitely know what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, I mean, he was doing flashcards with me for an hour and a half. Let me take him home. And it was my first time ever going to his office hours. I'd maybe talked to him a few times in class um, just because I hadn't fully understood the communication aspect between your professors. Um, but that was just a grace gesture that I thought that I've experienced a lot with Oklahoma State professors. I mean, even in the poli-sci classes, and that, and that was a gen ed class. I mean, even, even the lab work, anything like that. So that was kind of one of the things that stood out to me. And I was like, you know what, I definitely am in the right place. These professors actually care about me, especially even in a gen ed course, which he sees all types of different majors. And he, he was absolutely awesome. And I think that's just one small example of what professors here um, and for both Callie and I have done for us and hopefully to everyone. Yeah, and another thing I will say is, like, your effort in the classroom does not go unnoticed. I've had professors email me when a course ends if I had a question or anything, and they would tell me that they really appreciated my feedback in the classroom and participation in that. So um, the more you participate, the more you get to know your professor, the easier the class is going to be for you. So I'd highly recommend still participating in class like you do in high school because They'll send you those emails, and, man, they make you feel good at the end of the semester when you realize your professors enjoyed having you in class. How long do you think it took you to figure these things out? Like, I need to communicate with my professors. Or, Adam, like, for you, like, I cannot study in my dorm. Or, Callie, yes, I can do this. Mm -hmm. How long do you think it took you to figure all of these things out and find your own rhythm? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like, probably speaking for both of us, I'm still figuring it out to this day. I mean, it's just definitely one of those things that you you find out new things and the patterns that work for you. Um, I think freshman year is definitely just, it's just full go. You know, it's, it's a lot of uncharted territory for you. And just kind of being able to find out, you know, communication. Like after that, I'm always going to office hours. You know, I'm trying to communicate with these professors. And there's other things, you know, when it comes to doing classwork, uh, you know, with, with group study, you know, being just putting yourself out there. So I think you can learn from, you know, things every single day to make the most of your college experience, but it's also, you know, where you're comfortable with. And, you know, the office hours is kind of one of the things that I'm comfortable with and, you know, not studying there, but everyone will kind of find their own facet. I kind of agree with bits and pieces of that. Um, I did a lot of research before I came to college, so I kind of figured out what I needed to do before I came, so I adjusted pretty easily. So I'd recommend in your summer before college starts, whether this be this year or any upcoming year, to research what study materials work for other people or maybe try out studying in your own room, something simple like reading a book or doing something like that, just to test out your own study styles to see how those work. Um, Also, lean on what you did in high school. If it worked for you, it's probably going to work in college unless you, like, didn't study. That's important in college. (laughs) But, I mean, honestly, I got really lucky with my first-year classes. I did not have a ton of homework, so it was super easy for me to adjust. So I kind of had, like, a light load when I started, and it got gradually harder, which was really nice for me because I laid myself out a nice foundation on how to like manage classes. And then I got to add more work later on as I got more used to college classes. But I will say I am still learning like what note taking style I like. I always recommend starting out with paper though, would not recommend starting out with a computer. I even had professors that wouldn't let us use computers in class. So I think a really great tool with that is starting off with doing handwritten notes and then converting it to um, typed notes so that if your handwriting is not very legible, then you can kind of 
fix it up right after class. And it's also a good memory tool when you're doing that. So highly recommend handwriting your notes and then typing them down. That way you can have them on like a Google Doc and you can transfer it from your computer and to your phone on that so you can kind of read your notes wherever you are. That's great advice. And I feel like, um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like whenever I was coming into my freshman year, it got to the point where like you feel like you by the first class that you have to have all of these things figured out already, which is not true. So it's great what you said of, no, you know, I'm still figuring it out. And I feel like I'm still figuring it out yeah. all these years you later. Have time. Yeah, yeah. You have all time. time in the world. I even had a professor that told us to do that in class. And he was like, this is the tried and true method to memorize what's going on in class and help you to understand those concepts. So if you're ever going through your notes and you start something or you mark something that you don't understand, that prompts you to go into office hours and ask questions about it. So when you have your notes typed out, your professor can read them and kind of see where they were going in the lecture. So it's a good learning tool, but it also helps you if you're kind of struggling in a class to kind of pick up where you've left off. So shifting gears a little bit, did you make a mistake during your freshman year that sticks out to you and kind of haunts you and the in the best way it can. Um, obviously, we all make mistakes, but is there something that sticks out that you want to make sure that our incoming cast cowboys are aware of or um, a trick that you learned, maybe? Yeah. Um, how many mistakes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, there's like an overall one. Um, I think for the specific one, I definitely, I did not attend Welcome Week. And I really, really encourage everyone go to welcome week you know now now being able to work it and understanding it i think is just so awesome even like camp cowboy and stuff like that for some of the listeners that have been on there but i think going to welcome week you know kind of learning all those little facets those traditions luckily i had my family that have you know been to the games every single every single year um you know kind of understanding a lot of different facets of oklahoma state i was very lucky but go to Welcome Week. I think that was a mistake of mine that I didn't do. Um, and then also there was one time that I definitely went into the wrong class. And I think a lot of people have that. that everyone does. Um, but at the same time, I walked in. I remember I sat down. I was like, this is not the professor's name that I'm supposed to have. And then it went to roll call. And they were just pointing at everyone to say their name. Just walked out. Um, <laughs> but um, on the same aspect, I think, you know, overfilling my plate was a really big one for freshman year, you know, because you're very scared in a way to put yourself out there. But then when you do, it's like, oh my gosh, there are so many people at OSU that are just like me. Like this, this is so odd. These are lifetime, lifetime friendships, you know, organizations and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh, that's a lot of stuff I'm doing. That's a lot of meetings. You know, there's not really time for me to just rejuvenate and kind of just be able to sit with my own thoughts. Um, so, you know, kind of understanding that it can be overwhelming, but you know, you will get in that groove at some point. And especially that will, that will probably happen in the, after the first month of your freshman year, you know, now that you're kind of just settled into Stillwater, you know, you're settled into Oklahoma state, kind of how everything runs. Um, and just kind of understanding you can do everything, just make sure to leave time for yourself. I would say um, if you can at all avoid it, if you're not a morning person, do not take morning classes. Mm -hmm. I had an 8.30 a.m. lab on Wednesdays, and I dreaded going. Luckily, it was the building right in front of my dorm, so I could leave at like 8.27 and still make it there on time as the semester progressed. Of course, at first, I was like still getting there 10 minutes early, which is always a good tip. Get to your classes early. You never know what's going to happen along mm -hmm. the way, so okay. I'd always suggest leaving like 15 minutes early before you go to class, but... That 8.30 a.m. lab was my least favorite thing, and the earliest class I took after that was a 9 a.m. because I had to, but 
if you're not a morning person, do not take early classes and vice versa. If you want to take um, naps in the afternoon or you want your afternoons off, schedule those classes for the morning. But it's really important to pay attention to where you learn the best. If you're a better learner in the morning, take those morning classes. But also, if your parents tell you to take all morning classes because that's what they did in college and you don't think that's going to work out for you, it's okay to do something differently. You don't have to listen to your parents to tell you to do everything. You'll learn very quickly in college that everybody treats you like an adult, so you have to act like an adult, and you can take your own um, your own ideas for what you want to do. So that's another important thing. Your parents will still have influence on you, but it's okay to go against what they say. Um, I wouldn't say do anything major to go against what they say, but um, if you know something works better for you, to definitely go the way you think will work out best for you. And another thing I would say um, is to make friends in your classes. So if you're sitting next to somebody, just go ahead and introduce yourself on the first day. If you're ever gone from class, that'll be your buddy to get you notes. Or if you need some group studying, there'll be somebody there to help you out. But it's always nice to have a familiar face in class that you can see along the way. Mm -hmm. And I definitely did not do that a lot my first year (laughs) um, because I was was nervous. I was like, this person doesn't want to talk to me. Yes, they do. They feel the same exact way that you do. So... Everyone's looking to make their friends yeah, in that yeah, first week. Like so. what you said about Welcome Week. I mean, that's where everybody is like mm-hmm. trying to figure out who wants to be friends, who exactly. can they be friends with. And then, like yeah, definitely definitely that moment where it's like, oh, everyone else also wants to make friends too. And it, it, it that, that connection right there is really what bonds us all together. Yeah, like everyone is asking their sem- the same questions mm-hmm. about themselves, like everything that you're asking about yourself. Mm-hmm. All the incoming freshmen. Yeah. yeah, it's it's – for the incoming freshmen, it's all their first time. Yeah. It's the first time they've been in college, just like you. So yeah. I'm sure they will not freak out if you say hello. No, <laughs> no they will actually probably be really happy you yeah, asked. Yes, so. yes, yes, very relieved. So both of you have mentioned that you live on campus. Can you tell us a little bit about the experience of living on campus and some tips or tricks that you have for everyone that is moving in? Yeah, so I've lived in several different well, I guess I've lived in three different options. So my first year I lived in Stout Hall, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I absolutely loved living in Stout Hall. There's such a great community there. So if you're on the edge between living in a living learning program and not, which is a living learning program is where you can live with people who have similar interests as you, I'd highly recommend going for the living learning program just because you're going to have people that are interested in the same things as you and a common bond, so it makes it a little bit easier to make friends. But um, it was honestly, I'm not going to say like it was a constant party because it was like the honors dorm, but like like I said earlier, I always had friends in my room and there's a great community around me, which I think really helped me do well academically because I had a great support system around me and I felt comfortable where I was living. Um, And then my sophomore year in the summer, I lived in the villages. It was nice to have my own room. That was the first time I had had my own room in college. And now as a graduated student, I'm living in the commons, but I have my own room. So it's a little bit nicer. I push the beds together and I have a king bed. So that's really awesome. But um, some good tips and tricks. Make sure you have shower shoes. That's not something I really thought of um, coming into college, but just get yourself like a dollar pair of Old Navy flip-flops. Even if you have a suite. When I was in college, I lived in a suite. You still want to use shower shoes. You just never 
never know. No, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the exact same way. Yeah, definitely get yourself some shower shoes. And then also if you can find a towel wrap or a robe to wear to the bathroom, that's really nice. So you don't have to like carry your clothes in there. But in every shower, if you're in a communal style, you'll have space to change if you need to do so. So, But um, those are two things that I definitely recommend. Also find some place for storage, um, especially if you're in a community style Um it gets a little cramped at times, so if you can get creative with your storage, then it won't be as cluttered, and you can have space for both you and your roommate. Yeah, most definitely. Mine was a little bit different. So um, when I selected my housing, I was in the villages, mm-hmm. um, and then I went into Greek life. So I personally have never lived on campus, but I will say within this job you know, of campus tour guide and kind of seeing all these options – there is a little bit of similarity, you know, that definitely that traditional style, you know, looking at the commons, um, any traditional option we have here at Oklahoma State, um, it is definitely one of the nice areas, I think, because like she was talking about living learning programs, being with everyone from your major, understanding the, you know, academia and understanding that, you know, oh, there's all those similarities again. Um, And all of our options are really, really good options. I remember the villages, I was so excited. I was like, oh, I get my own room. I'm an only child through and through. I was like, oh, I don't want to have to, you know, have a roommate and stuff like that. Um, and then also being able to only share a bathroom with one other person. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. But, you know, also with traditional or even apartment style, those are just options that are going to fit you the best. You know, if you know your roommates, you don't know your roommates, it doesn't really matter. Th- those, those can be lifelong friends for you. But, you know, I think it was a really good experience, um, you know, being close to campus. You know, Greco's just on the south side. um, And then also being close to my classes, being able to walk everywhere. That's what I loved about it. Um, You know, now living a little bit farther out into Stillwater. um, But at the same time, it was nice to, you know, the dining options, finding people with a meal plan, also my own meal plan and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of just finding those different things. But I'd say the three biggest things whenever you're looking to pack and pick what you want for your room is a fan, always dehumidifier, heater, whatever you may may want to buy, a trash can, which is a little bit different. A small, you know, little waste basket can sometimes be fine for some people. For me, I feel like I love fruit snacks. And there's just a lot of fruit <laughs> snacks packaging. So it's kind of one of those things it's like every day I don't want to take out, you know, a little Walmart sack to the to the bin. So kind of having a little bit larger trash can. Um, and then also like big travel bags like IKEA bags. The best thing that was ever invented, I think, for moving. I mean, dirty laundry if you want to go home, even though I know we pay for, you know, laundry in the unit because all of ours is free. But at the same time, being able to, you know, take a lot of your stuff home, move stuff, those IKEA bags are lifesavers. I just thought of another one, too. I'd recommend using clear detergent in the washers and dryers. Don't use Tide Pods. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. They won't melt or whatever. So use clear detergent. That way it won't stain your clothes either because I definitely had some blue Tide detergent Mm -hmm. spots on my clothes. Yeah, still still have one to this day. No, yeah. yeah. I have a white shirt with a – Yes, yes, most definitely. They're so so easy, though. They are, but they're very convenient. I'd highly recommend recommend. using clear detergent and also learning how to do your laundry before you come because sometimes that's an issue. So make sure you learn how to um, use a washer and dryer before you come as well. And make, yeah. make, 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 make sure to do laundry. That's also the other yeah. point of that. And yeah. wash your sheets. And wash your sheets, yes. All, all, all <laughs> the above. Yes, yes, please. I've seen the videos of the like cir- the washers going and the little Tide Pods like stuck in the front <laughs> yeah. and it's not even. <laughs> yeah, don't do <laughs> it. No, no, no. Yeah. That's a nightmare for me. I like, know, no, no, no. Everyone has a Tide Pod trauma story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you guys are both tour guides. 
so you know the ins and the outs and the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, you could give advice about OSU, information about OSU, like it's oh, back yeah. of your hand. What is, what do you think is the best hidden gem on campus? Could be anything, but a hidden gem in your eyes. You can study in any classroom building you want. It does not matter what your major is. So like if you're a part of CAS, you can go study in um, the Spears School of Business or you can go study in Nancy Randolph Davis, which also has really good dining options, including Planet Orange and Taylor's, which are actually student run. And it's really good food because they get graded on it. So I would highly recommend exploring other classroom buildings and just seeing where you can study, especially if you have a lot of friends that are in a different college than you. Go and study in those really cool new buildings that they're building on campus. They're building a brand new ag building right now. And they're going to have a dairy bar inside of there. Go and take advantage of that. Get yourself some ice cream and study because I promise you, you're going to have a lot of fun eating ice cream and studying. But um, that's something I didn't really consider my first year. I was like, I have to stick to the library and the union and then my classroom buildings. That's so not true. You can literally study anywhere you want on campus. So I'd recommend exploring and seeing where you feel the most comfortable. Yeah, I was going to say, those are definitely all the above, in my opinion. Um, I think one of the thing maybe is the exploring aspect. It's kind of understanding, you know, our campus is very large. I mean, under, under, understanding so many buildings and so many things, which can be overwhelming your very first time. And there's always an app for that. So you can find all your classrooms, you know, through the <laughs> some Oklahoma State apps. But at the same time, um, I think, you know, the outdoor landscape. Uh, that's, that's the that's the best hidden gem. Um, I think you know our landscaping department does an awesome awesome job. Horticulture. I mean you know any anything you can think of. We we probably have the type of fauna. You know that kind of thing. So you know kind of understanding that there's wildlife as well. You know the squirrels and the geese mm-hmm. over by Theta Pond. The geese sometimes do run 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 the campus more than you do. But um, <laughs> you know just being being able to look at all the types of flowers. I mean you know in the formal gardens um, near Theta Pond, kind of anywhere. And one of the best things, which some 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 listeners might be able to tell me I'm wrong, but at the same time, one of my favorite things I like to say on tour is you won't find a red plant on our campus. Yeah. Or a crimson. A crimson, plant. I should say. You I, won't I, find I, a I don't crimson know who said that. No, yeah, yeah, most definitely. But um, delineation. Yeah, a little delineation. <laughs> um, but then also, I think a hidden gem. One of the questions that I've got actually gotten on tour is, "Where's my favorite bathroom?" Really? On campus, and I, that's a very valid question. Sure. It's it's very valid. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, most definitely. Social Sciences and Humanities Building, basement. Really? That's the best one. I like the fourth floor bathrooms in the Union. The union, there really you go. Nice. I'm just telling really you. Really big. It's, I think it's 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 a question a lot of people are wanting to know. Mm-hmm. I think it has better toilet paper in the Union up there, too. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's important. That's really <laughs> it important. It is important. It See, is. like, the, this is the best What's thing. What's going to feel most like home? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say it's, it's, it's a question that no one's asking, so sure. might as well answer. <laughs> the best thing yeah. about being a tour guide, you know all of these things that people don't <laughs> probably don't even think it. about it. Yeah. Yes. We actually yeah. get yeah. asked that in our interview process. Oh, so yeah, we've had a lot of thought about yeah, what our say. favorite bathrooms are. Oh, yeah. I would say it's it's probably like once a month for one of the tour guides. It's <laughs> kind of, it's not something I would ask on a tour, but at the same time, there's there's people out it's there that want to know. It is, it is important. Yeah. And so both of you have been a tour guide for a while. So this is going to take you back to when you first got to campus. And Adam, you did mention coming to football games and stuff mm-hmm. with your family. But did you ever get lost looking for a class? If, if you were looking for food, did you ever get just lost and be like, I think I'm in the wrong way? Or sort of go left or right? Yeah. 
Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I thought I knew it like the back of my hand because, you know, I'd been here for the tailgating and I've been here for basketball games, all these other things. I vividly remember college game day on the library lawn when it was bedlam. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can just remember that. Almost, I was like, oh, I know everything. I didn't know everything personally. <laughs> I was saying it, it, it goes back to when, you know, I walked into that class and I'm like, that's not my professor's name. Oh, you're going to ask me what my name is. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go find my real class like I'm late right now. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, definitely getting lost a little bit. And I think also, if I do recall well, I think I just asked someone. I was like, where is this? And even on tour or even whenever, you know, we're kind of telling, hey, just go ask them right up there. I've never heard of anyone's not telling them or helping them where to go here at Oklahoma State. Like everyone is just like they've, they've all been there. We, you know, we've all been there. So I think it's one of those things that it's like if you need help, I promise you no one's going to bite. No one's going to tell you, oh, I'm not going to tell you where that is because I want you to suffer. No, they're going to be like, this is exactly where to go. It's happened to me. I'm going to be honest, um, I never got lost my freshman year, but I also have... She did the research. I did the research. I did not. She was tracing that. I was. I was. I was bad. I have terrible anxiety, so I have to cross my T's and dot my I's before I go anywhere, because if I'm lost, I'm probably going to have a breakdown or something. You probably won't be able to tell, but inside my brain, I have a lot of turmoil going on. So I walked my classes. Like, as soon as I got to campus, like, as soon as I moved in, I walked all my classes so I knew exactly where they were. Um, Like Adam said, there's an app. You can look up your classroom buildings on that. Um, And I just really equated myself with campus before I got here. So I never really got lost. But I will say as a tour guide, when I've had to do personalized visits, I've definitely gotten lost in some buildings. Mm So your first year... um, I don't know. I got lucky. I was in like two different classroom buildings. So it was kind of hard for me to get lost where my classes were located. But if you have buildings like animal science is when I always get lost. (laughs) Go and walk your classes before you get there or get there like 15 to 20 minutes early so that you can make sure you are in the right spot. It's always better to be waiting outside of the classroom than to walk in like 15 minutes late, um, in my opinion. But and I think going back to Adam's point, like about doing Welcome Week and just know Cowboy Welcome, um, there is a portion where they just encourage students to just go look for the yeah. classes before it starts. And I think that that's an amazing thing to do because yes, I did get lost yeah. when mm-hmm. I yeah, when I was definitely. a student, and it was like <laughs> I have no idea where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Definitely sat in the wrong class once. Mm-hmm. It happened. Did you get up and leave, or did you stay? I did, and you know, like just like Callie, I am a kind of person of like I'm gonna do my research and I'm mm-hmm. gonna look it up, like. 30 minutes before just to make sure that what I looked up a week ago is still changed? there. Yes, yeah. what if it changed? <laughs> but this time I decided to follow one of my friends and he was like, no, it's here. And I was like, I think it changed. Well, sure enough, I was right. And we sat through the wrong class. The funny thing is, I remember it was political science, the um, Janet political science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The <laughs> class that was being taught there, it was a, a, an upper level political science. Uh, so it was just a coincidence that when he, he started talking about political science, but then all of a sudden it was like, wait, just like Adam said, I was like, that's not the name of my professor. That's not the I think that's right? not, yeah. yeah. So it was like, I think we need to get out. And we just walked out, and the worst thing was like, it was a group, group of no. three people. So it was oh, even yeah. worse. It's like, everyone say, noticed. Yeah, I was like, my, mine was in the classroom building, and I think it was like 20 people, and it was like, you know, Oh, I'm gonna get out of this chair. Hopefully, I don't squeak, and I'm just gonna quietly walk yeah. out. No, it's I'm the loudest thing ever. And so. you're never sitting in the background. <laughs> yeah. No, oh no, of course no. not. No, yeah. 
Um, another thing I will say is to check my.okstate.edu, check where the building is. You can check the building and the location on that. I would screenshot it every morning before I went to class the first week because sometimes buildings do change, classrooms change. So screenshot it before you leave or make sure. And I had those screenshots on my phone for about the first two weeks of school. I'd go back and make sure I was in the right room every yeah. single time. And um, after that, you pretty much get the hang of it. Yeah, I was going to say with with that being said, I think I had, because on the My OK State, I think you can actually add, because I was able to add your schedule within your degree works to your Apple calendar. Really? And it, yes, and it, and it, and it would color code itself and it would update. Like whenever they had put it something on Canvas, like, oh, we're going to be, you know, in this room because, you know, whatever the case may be. I believe it did up change. So, I mean, you know, checking your classes, I think that's very important, you know, that very first week because don't have like me and in the small classroom and then, you know, you're in the back row and the door's in the front and then it's yeah. like I have to go by the entire class. So, But it's okay if that happens. Oh, yeah. It's happened to happens almost to, every exactly. single person here. Your professor will understand. I promise. They've seen it a bajillion times. Yeah, some even make a joke. Like, yeah. this is the class we're in. If this isn't your class, mm-hmm. this is your chance yeah. to head out. And people will. One of them, yeah. So top three first-year survival tips and tricks. We kind of hit on it a little bit, but if you have any, like, things that really got you through your first year. Like we mentioned earlier, getting to know your professors is so, so important just because you don't want to walk into their office hours and they're like, wow, I haven't seen you in 13 weeks. Yeah, who are you? You need help. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, obviously you you need help. Um, but that also helps you later on. I think a little bit of forward thinking your freshman year is also important, thinking about your goals and plans, especially if you're wanting to go to professional school. You want to make a really good impression on your first-year teachers for letters of recommendation and things like that. You never know when you're going to need a letter of recommendation. You can have it literally the second week of school. So creating a really good impression with your professors is so important. Um, both of my recommendations for law school came from my first year teachers that I had later on, one I had later on, the other one I didn't. She just remembered me from class and she was awesome, probably one of my favorite professors ever. So it's so important to make those connections your first year so that you maybe might have those professors in later classes. That happens all the time. You don't want to go in having a bad impression um, when you have them in upper division classes because those mean a little bit more than your first year courses. Yeah, I was going to say definitely step out of your comfort zone. That was kind of one of the things that I was like, I know I'm already out there. Like, I know I feel like I'm an extrovert. But then it's like at the same time when you're in this caliber of, you know, just a larger town than what I was used to, there's other extroverts out there. So that that was kind of that was kind of fun to, you know, kind of understand and, you know, kind of bounce back personality traits and kind of, you know, let's go let's go to Brahms down the corner, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think second of all, not being afraid to take a chance. Um, you know, kind of when it comes to, and this kind of comes to hang out with friends or, you know, game days or something like that. I know a few of my high school friends are like, I don't want to go watch football. I don't like football. I'm personally, I, I, I do enjoy college football, but at the same time, I'm also there for my friends. I'm there for the atmosphere, you know, just Boone Pickens going absolutely insane. Um, and, you know, also just like, I remember it was like 10 PM at night one night and we were all just kind of hanging out. I think we were watching a movie and we were like, we've never been to Ponca city. Let's go up there. So we drove to Ponca City. And that's also one of those things I remember freshman year. I was like, oh, 
I can stay out past midnight. Yeah, Whoa. I could go to Ponca City. Yeah, I could go to Ponca City. I don't have class until noon. Yeah, I could totally do that. So that, that was that was kind of a fun realization and, you know, just having those little fun moments because you never know when one of your best life memories could happen. Um, and then I think the third thing is definitely the things that are held on OSU's campus. I think that's a tip for your freshman year. You know, also understanding that you might have a job fair or a career fair that comes into town and you're like, oh, well, I really enjoyed political science, but philosophy sounds awesome, which you can always double major in them. But at the same time, <laughs> um, you can also just kind of understand you can change your mind. Sure. And then also, I also love homecoming. I think that's the best thing there ever is <laughs> at Oklahoma State. We do have America's brightest, you know, America's greatest. So it's definitely one of those things that enjoy those times at OSU, enjoy all the traditions, be okay to take a risk, understand that, you know, things can change. Even your major can change. Now, hopefully we keep it with science, inside College of Arts and Sciences because it's the best academic college there is. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, kind of just understanding that, you know, t- take those chances, enjoy OSU traditions, um, and then just be ready for memories. You never know when something is going to be your, one of your best memories you have. I didn't know we were doing all three at once. Well, why um. not? <laughs> why not? Um, another piece of advice I have, I give this to all my tour guests, is to get involved in one club that's related to your major and then one club that is not related to your major. So that sets you up with two different areas to find friends. You're not going to be super overwhelmed your first year and you can still make really good grades your first semester, which kind of sets you off on a path of success. But that way you have your friends. If you have them in later courses, you already have a study group built in. By the time I was done with my poli-sci classes, I knew every single person in the room because I was involved in all the poli-sci clubs. So I would recommend doing that. And then if you want to break from your friends, you're tired of talking about politics, which we all get there. Um, you have your fun friends in your other club. And we have a bunch of fun clubs like Scott's Tots. They get together and watch The Office and eat tater tots. And we also have a lettuce eating club. So mm-hmm. if you're super passionate about eating lettuce, I'd totally recommend joining that oh, club. I would recommend them. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's healthy. Yeah, it's yeah. healthy. Personal recommendation letter. Good Yelp reviews. And yeah. then um, <laughs> my last tip is it's okay to say no. Um, it's okay to not go to every event. It's okay to take a mental health day or take a break. There is so much to do in college, and I promise you, you will have another opportunity to go to that event or to go to a soccer game or anything like that. If you have a really important paper or really important assignment or you're just feeling burnt out on everything going on, it's okay to say no and stay home and rest. I feel like that's something that's overlooked a lot is your mental health and well-being, but make sure you pay attention to that your first year, especially because... I mean, that's your first impression of college. You want to start off strong, and when you start those good habits your first year, they'll continue on as you get older. So make sure you prioritize your well-being above all else and say no if you have to, but I'd still recommend trying to go out to everything you can, but pay attention to your body, and if you need a break, please take it. Yeah, lean into the spontaneity, but take care of yourself. Yeah, most definitely. And we have a lot of resources on campus for that. we do, most definitely. The Reboot Center is a great place to go. It's in the Union, kind of still in the middle of all the hubbub. So if you need a quick break from that, you can just go up to the third floor, I believe, third or fourth floor. They have a bunch of beanbags in there, some nice music playing. Also, the Pete's Pet Posse is available. So if you want to hang out with a dog and kind of relieve some stress, highly recommend hanging out with them. They're super cool. Yeah, I was going to say most definitely. Those are some services that I think really help with the mental health that Callie was talking about because it is important your freshman year. It can feel very overwhelming. You can overfill that plate mm-hmm. and kind of understanding that, 
oh, I really am stressed. How do, how, how do I differ that? Because this is a different type of stress than, you know, having your parents in charge of you and understanding, you know, I have a daily schedule. Th- things can change. And, you know, college is that first exam of uh, adulthood. But like she was saying, Pete's Pet Posse is one of my favorite things we have here on campus. You know, over 55 ESA certified dogs. Um, I heard they're maybe getting new an- They're going to get some different type of animals. Really? I think that, I know. I heard they might get a cat soon. But Interesting. I'm allergic. That's but it's okay. <laughs> I know. But it's enough for me. It's enough for me. But, like, also, I was going to say, you know, just being able to interact. It's that one time I remember I have a dog at home because yeah. life gets really hectic. Um, and, you know, kind of understanding that. It's nice to interact with these animals after hard tests, either that went really well for you or, you know what, I'm going to get them next time. And then also they offer these little trading cards, which are really awesome, which I know they were at orientation. Um, but, you know, being able to kind of collect all those trading cards and their 10th anniversary and they're wearing really cool outfits, it's kind of just a little heartwarming thing. Like I, I've, ha- I've had one in my wallet for a really long time that I just somehow stuck in there, but I'm not going to get rid of it because, you know, why would I? Yeah. yeah, I just kind of thought of another one, too, kind of yeah. going off of that when you talked about hard exams. If you can at all avoid it, please don't pull an all-nighter. Um, those are not fun. Um, so I I think my freshman year, if I knew I had, like, a paper coming up due, like, I noticed that on a Monday and it was due on that Friday, I would do bits and pieces of it every day of the week so that I wouldn't postpone it to the end of the week. wouldn't say I was the best at that as I got older, but um, I think it's really important your first year to avoid all-nighters if at all possible. Um, I definitely pulled some as I got older, but um, it's really hard to, like Adam under, like Adam said earlier, to adjust and learn kind of how coursework works. So um, do your work as early as possible. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say do all your readings for the week if you have a lot of readings because you'll forget the material, but if you have big papers or big exams coming up, do it in little chunks along the way. That way you're not super overwhelmed the night before and you can create a nice outline or anything of that sort to just kind of get it all coming together. And that also helps with memorization. So I agree. Awesome. So besides the mental health support that we have, what other resources have we used on campus, like academic-wise? Mm-hmm. Kelly, you got admitted into um, law school. Congratulations. Thank you. And you're going there um, this fall. But did you use our pre-professional office while you were on campus? Absolutely. Uh, Kelly was my best friend. Kelly Cavalier is the pre-law advisor, and I absolutely love her. She helped me so much with my personal statement and my resume, just making sure that I was putting the best foot forward, and she totally helped me get into my dream law school. So she was an integral part in that process. So I think if you're looking at anything pre-professional-wise, absolutely use the pre-professional advisors. Even if you think you don't need help, applying to professional school is a way different ballgame than applying to undergrad. So I'd highly recommend utilizing those resources. And it's never too early to learn how to study for tests like the MCAT or the LSAT or the dental assessment test. You can never start too early. So I'd highly recommend starting going to them like the end of your sophomore year. If you're really gung-ho, you can start going your freshman year, but I don't think a lot's going to happen then. But if you know you want to go to professional school, definitely keep them in the back of your mind. And as a graduated student, they'll still help you out. So um, in my gap semester that I'm kind of still in right now, Kelly still was emailing me and helping me out. So you kind of have like a lifetime advisor through that. But also career services is available if you don't want to go on into school. Um 
like professional school or graduate school, that's definitely a great resource to use. But yeah, I I use the pre-law center a lot. And I would sit in there for like an hour every time with Kelly because I had so many questions. As a first generation student, it was super overwhelming. So having somebody in my back pocket to help me throughout the entire process is like I said, what got me to my dream school. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm definitely going to have to go visit that office now that I'm heading into my junior year and hopefully going to law school at some point. But, you know, in these past two years, freshman and sophomore year, I think, you know, for incoming freshmen, some of the easiest ones, but I think the most important ones are the Writing Center and then also Math Learning Success Center, sometimes called MLSC. So MLSC was definitely one of those things that I never stepped foot into because I chose political science and I never had to take other math courts because I don't like math. But <laughs> at the same time, for everyone else that, you know, is taking those calc courses, whatever it may be, those really smart words that I'm just not that smart in that math area, um, is kind of just understanding there is tutors on site all the time. And usually your freshman year in your gen ed courses, you know, for incoming freshmen, they are most definitely probably professors will be very encouraging or sometimes require, you know, for an easy extra bonus points, attending for maybe an hour a week or something like that. Um, And kind of just go in there and do your homework there. You know, those tutors can, they can make sure you're doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. And you might as well get your tutoring assistance, get some extra bonus points and get a hundred on your assignment. That's, you know, that's definitely going to start you off with a class. That's right. Oh yeah, most definitely (laughs) start off with an A and you're very, it's, it's a lot easier to uh, maintain your grade than um, try to build it back up. So, you know, starting off with a really good start is very important. Um, And then also the writing center for me, is really, really nice because for me, you know, it was kind of kind of hectic. Um, freshman year, I remember it was homecoming time. I was just so excited, you know, to be a part of, you know, building the decks and that whole week and just, you know, just taking it all in that freshman year, dining of the fountain. And the writing center, I remember I had a paper and I was trying to make an appointment and I was like, all these times, they just won't work for me. Well, there's also an online option where it will come back to you within 24 hours which I thought was very, very beneficial because they were able to give me comments, you know, with technology. It's beautiful because, you know, on a Google Doc, they can just say, oh, this is exactly where I'm going to put a bookmark here. I'm going to understand how you're trying to say this. Um, You know, if you have any follow-up questions, this may be how you were trying to say it, but I think it should be this way. Grammar, absolutely everything. And then also what I think is the most important thing is for the Writing Center is it sends a notification to your professors when you're using those things. If you specify, which always specify what you're doing, you know, that kind of thing. And they can see, oh, they went to the Writing Center two times before this four-page paper that was, you know, due in two weeks. They're really trying to put the work in this. And I think that really shows professor, like, you know, Callie's mentioned many times before, that work ethic, they see those things and they understand that you're really trying in this class. You're not just trying to quickly write a four page paper in a day and submitting that you're taking those extra steps to make it the best work for them. And you never know, they might use it for an example to their next upcoming class of 2028. Yeah, that's what I always tried to do was become mm-hmm. the example later on. <laughs> I was always that student. But some other resources that I definitely recommend looking into would be the Lasso Tutoring Center. There's a tutor for every class that you can think of, and it's somebody that's made an A or above in the course. So I promise you they know what they're talking about. Another thing that I think gets overlooked is your teacher's assistance. You have people that have either taken the class before or they're grad students, so they're pretty well-versed in the material. As a teacher's assistant, I was always available for any students that needed any help with their papers, so definitely utilize those resources as well. And another thing I will say is we can mention all these resources and you can catalog them and remember where they are, but that doesn't mean you're going to use them because you may be afraid to ask for help like me. 
I hated asking people for help. I'm a very independent person and wanted to do things on my own. But those resources are there for a reason, so use them. You're basically paying for them in your fees, so don't want to waste any money there. If you just want to make sure or if you really do need help but you're too shy to admit it, those people are there and they've seen all types of people walk through their doors. They could be a straight-A student or somebody flunking or somebody in the middle, but they're just there to help you. They don't really care what your background yeah, is not they you. don't they've yeah. been there before too so yeah. definitely utilize them and understand that other people have been in your shoes before and yeah just go to the lasso tutoring center what about to join organizations or like make new friends like what are some resources that we have on campus more for the social aspect of university life So we have this event at the beginning of every year that the Student Government Association puts on called Lights on Stillwater. A lot of organizations and clubs will go to that as well as local businesses. So maybe you want a job or something, you can find a job and you can also talk to clubs. So that's how I got involved in my favorite club ever. Um, But we also do have organization fairs and things like that. Also, ask your community mentors in your residential halls what they're involved in, or if there's events going on in your residential hall, they'll probably have clubs come in and talk to you and things like that. There'll be clubs come in and talk to you during your classes, so definitely take notes of those because typically those are students reaching out, and it's kind of awkward if you're the student reaching out and no one comes, so I would highly recommend paying attention to those things, and like I said earlier, um, I wouldn't recommend going to every single club that's available to you because you'll get very overwhelmed, but definitely finding the two or three clubs that really fit your interests would be great. Yeah, I would say I also think that I agree with everything you said, you know, understanding going to Lights on Stillwater and all these other activities, you know, kind of finding what you want, like you said previously, you know, one for your major, one not for your major, thing that's fun. Also, one of the things that I was thinking about while you were talking was tabling. We have this thing kind of, you know, it's around Kyle clock, Theta Pond. You'll, you'll kind of see, so there's usually these tables with just two chairs behind them. There's usually one or two people. You know, sometimes there's a crowd. Sometimes they're giving away free stuff. Never pass on the option for free food at college. I'll tell you that. Free pizza, I'll take it. Um, but at the same time, you know, sometimes they're trying to, you know, give a quick elevator pitch about your cl- about their club, you know, kind of understanding. Um, and, you know, kind of just being like, hey, come to our meeting. Why not? If you don't like it, you can leave. And most of the time, you're going to love it. And that, that's also another group of friends in the, you know, group of, OSU students that you really can mesh with. And then also I remember even through, you know, recycling cleanup um, for Green Greeks, one of the sustainability organizations I'm a part of, um, you know, kind of understanding that there were other, I remember it was a horticulture club, there was landscaping club, there was the beekeeping club, butter, all all of them. They were all together, kind of sustainability forum. And we had it once a semester um, and kind of just gave like our elevator pitch. And, you know, it was other clubs. Now it was mainly, you know, their two representatives, but they would go back. I remember in our next meeting, we were like, hey, there's also these clubs. So, you know, kind of understanding and finding out through one club, you're going to be able to know someone probably that's in one more club. And then that also ends up to the 600 clubs we have here at Oklahoma State. So any parting words, any last pieces of advice? You are going to have so much fun. <laughs> I I absolutely love my time here at OSU. Not quite ready to leave yet, but I have to because we don't have a law school. So definitely cherish your memories. Like I was a part of the freshman class that got sent home for COVID, so I didn't even have a full freshman year. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen again, but you never know when it's going to be taken away from you. So definitely take advantage of everything you can, but again, still 
preserve your peace, keep your peace, and I don't know, just put your best foot forward and trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. No, yeah, I'm, I most definitely agree. I have a year and a half left, and then I'm going to take like a gap semester, hopefully before law school, and you know, that's two years, and I, I don't know how I'm already at that halfway mark of college. I mean, my time here has been so awesome. I would not want to trade it for any other place. And a class of 2027 coming into Oklahoma State, you chose the right you chose the right place. Hopefully it was because Callie and I are your tour guides. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, this is, this is the Cowboy family. And um, you are stepping into something that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. And, you know, whether it be in the classroom, on or off the field, understanding that we're always fighting for our university, not just for winning percentages, not just for, you know, a championship would be really nice. But another half of that, (laughs) understanding that we're fighting for each other. We're not just fighting for one. We're fighting as the Cowboy family. And I think being a part of the Cowboy family, which I know Callie even knows more than I do, because she's sadly leaving us, but it's okay. We'll get there. Uh, we'll, We'll be part of the Alumni Association. But at the same time, you know, kind of understanding that even just in my two years here, I've already felt just the slightest bit of the impact. And also, you know, what's, what's it going to look like when I'm hopefully 90 years old, you know, sitting there and watch, watching a game, you know, what, what, is, what is OSU? And I can tell you right now it's going to mean even more to me than it already does now. And I think, I think we really can see that in a lot of our students, especially their incoming students. You chose the right place. No one wears orange better than we do. America's brightest. And I think, you know, go folks. Who wouldn't want to be a cowboy or a cowgirl? Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go Pokes. Yeah, go Pokes. That's it for this episode of the Pokes Podcast. Thanks to Adam McCallie for joining us and the show today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at OKStateCAS. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Go Pokes. Pokes.